welcome back to Collateral Banter, episode 52. That's right, 52. And uh, we continue on. Ooh, what is going on in this week? Where are we now? January 29th. It's exciting. So many amazing things are going on in America all around the world. And we cover them on Collateral Banter. That's right. Well, to start off with, there's an impeachment process against Donald Trump. I haven't really talked about that, so I will add a few thoughts on that. Primarily, it doesn't matter that John Bolton was told by Donald Trump that he's withholding the aid until the Ukrainian president announces a corruption investigation into Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. It just, it, it should matter. It, it is a confirmation that the Democrats need that that Donald Trump abused his power and abused his office fine but here's where i when i say it doesn't matter what do i mean it doesn't matter because those who defend trump know it's very very likely he said this but it won't change their mind and as long as it doesn't change the mind of the voters who support donald trump it means that republicans will fear betraying trump because they fear the political cost of saying, yes, I now support removal. If the Republican Party supports removal, the Republican Party will be split in two, which means the Democrats will rule for 8, 10, 12, 20 years. So they have to hedge their bets and defend Donald Trump. Or they fear, and I don't know how real that fear is, but they at least fear that if I don't back him, I'm done for politically. And can they take that risk? They feel like they can't. I mean, look, it did, to me, I've at least heard enough from career uh, officers and career officials and former ambassadors and all of these stories about Ukraine to know that, like, yes, Donald Trump definitely was willing to withhold the aid until they began investigation into Joe Biden. I think he got this idea after Fox News released a poll that Joe Biden would beat him in the 2020 election. So that's how I see it. If Bolton testifies, maybe five Republicans join the Democrats, maybe 10 Republicans join the Democrats. I don't know. Somewhere between five and 10 is my guess. That's not enough to get to 67. Okay. It should matter. The reason why I don't think America's experienced this is before is during Nixon, Republicans went to Nixon and said, look, we'll vote to remove and impeach you and you'll be gone. And I've heard enough from conservative radio to, to hear them say the reason why Nixon was removed was because they didn't have Fox News and they didn't have this sort of conservative echo chamber that everybody says the bubbles out in the coasts have. They have their own bubble as well. And people believe that Trump didn't do this. And even if he did, even if he did do this, withholding the aid from Ukraine, he had every right to do it. He's the president. He's allowed to dictate certain policies, foreign policies. And if he wants to investigate corruption, that's going to implicate the Bidens. And who cares? Here, here's the real test for any democracy to see the state of democracy, right? That's what this podcast is about. It's democracy and authoritarianism. Still, nobody can really answer the question of how we got to this place. That's the real question I, I read and research and write about in my spare time. But the real question for American democracy is this. It's the establishment Democrats are telling themselves 
this is the point where we needed to do the impeachment because he was trying to influence the election. Okay. And the expectation from the establishment Democrats is that Americans will reward them for doing the right thing, for standing up for the judiciary, for standing up to the rule of law, for standing up to Trump, to standing up to tyranny, to standing up to authoritarianism. But my question to you in this podcast, which I know you're listening because you probably want to hear from me, but I'm actually like to throw out questions to people who are listening. Ask yourself this question. What happens to a democracy when people don't reward the party that is trying to follow the rule of law, that was trying to obey the, the rules, trying to hold the executive branch to account, trying to hold Donald Trump to account, trying to hold authoritarianism to account? Well, two things can happen. Either the Democrats do get rewarded in 2020, so they win the Senate and they and the House, they keep the House and the presidency, okay? Or, or there is an alternative that they still remain the minority party in the Senate, maybe lose a couple seats in the Congress, and Donald Trump wins re-election. Because look, one of those two or a little bit of an adjustment in either of those paths can happen, right? The Democrats could gain the Senate and Donald Trump could win the White House. So there could be a little bit of variations in those two paths that I gave you right now, right? A, a Democratic sweep or a Republican sweep. I don't think most people are predicting they can win back the House, but theoretically they could, right? So you have those two sort of extremes, Democratic sweep, Republican sweep in 2020. I think it's likely the legislature will move towards the Democrats, but who knows? And, you know, so many, many, many months to go. But that's, but that's a really interesting question is, the Democrats are hoping, they're hedging, they're, they're betting that the American people will reward them for standing up to Trump. And, and they see polls that say, yes, hold Trump accountable, hold Trump to account. He's abusing his office. He's abusing his power. He's, he's corrupting the election process, which is not surprising to me in following elections. It's like, but my point here is if, if the Democrats aren't rewarded for standing up to Donald Trump and his and his authoritarianism and his sort of a, attempt to win the election by essentially coming out with, look, Hunter Biden and Joe Biden are corrupt and they claim I'm corrupt. They're the corrupt ones and everybody's going to nod their head and very much like creating the whole Benghazi situation that happened to Hillary, right? You, you, If the Democrats aren't rewarded, that's that's to me probably the most damning thing because political parties are fragile and they will change and if the democrats aren't rewarded for standing up to for the rule of law and for following and holding a president to account maybe in the future the democrats will say okay this is the new system this is the new way to go so we need the equivalent of donald trump on the left who will come in and do very much the same things act the same way, but promote different sets of policies. And in, and in many ways, it's sort of a, a, a confirmation that the Trump way is the new way, right? That he's conquered this sort of new social media platform, Twitter, that that's the way he wants to govern. And essentially, it's no way going back. And he's just conquered this space. But if a, tr a figure like Trump is rewarded for this, right, it's going to teach the opposition party to behave more like Trump. If they don't behave exactly like Trump, they'll behave a lot more like Trump. And what will that mean for U.S. democracy? I, I think it's simple. 
I think it, it, we begin to have a more serious conversation in this question that people take democracy for granted. And because we take democracy for granted, we will lose democracy. And what we are creating is some semi-authoritarian state. I will make that argument in the future. I, I've begun to see it in, in many different Western European countries that with sort of this bedrock of liberal democracy and in, in the United States. But an affirmation of Trump's reelection, okay, a, a confirmation that Donald Trump gets to win the White House in 2020, it is a political earthquake, revolution, whatever word you want to use on it, because it affirms his style of governing and how he does things. And honestly, I use autocrat as the word to describe Trump. And, and I think that he would say that means what? A strong leader who gets things done? That's how he thinks. It's less about consensus building, right? There's a part of democracy we don't talk a lot about, but is consensus building, is bringing people with different viewpoints together to resolve things and to have a, an agreement to, so legislation gets passed. Autocratic regimes run and, and are, are in control is by going over people's heads, maybe doing deals and uh, pushing from essentially the top, right? This strong leader gets to dictate to their party what needs to get done. And that's what he demands gets done. And, of course, there are roadblocks still in the United States. I am not claiming American democracy is ending. But it will, in my opinion, be deformed. Unsure if it's permanent, but it's certainly deformed if Trump wins in 2020. We are entering and we will be inside a brand new world. Just think about the things that he can change. Supreme Court could go 6-3, 7-2 conservative bent. I mean, that that is a an issue that, that I don't think people know how the ramifications of what that means for voting rights, women's rights, that, that sort of liberal order that has been in power since 1960s, right? Late 1960s, even with Ronald Reagan. I mean, even if he was this new, uh, the, the sort of conservative counterbalance, he still was able to strike up conversations with Democrats, was able to govern with a Democratic Congress. But this is different. This is essentially a new style, a new form of politics, uh, of democracy that will lead to fundamental changes to how things are done. It is a lot more individualistic, right? So it's Trump's bombast is what he loves to do. He loves campaigning and he loves going out there and having everybody talking about him. I am only talking about him. Well, the impeachment process, it seems like there, there will be uh, witnesses. So it's been in the news. At least a few Republicans are willing to at least demand that they get witnesses. To me, that means that they want to do that as a gesture to the more centrist moderates and some Democrats to say, look, we held witnesses. We still think he's not guilty. I don't know if all of them are going to vote to remove him from office. I don't think so. I'd be surprised if anybody besides Mitt Romney, I don't know. That's who I think. That might be the only Republican who I think right now is 50-50 who might vote to remove, to remove Donald Trump. And Manchin in West Virginia and Doug Jones, I think, in Alabama might vote against removal. And so... You gain Mitt Romney and you lose two Democrats. So, look, you won't even reach 50. You'll hear the media talk about that eventually. They couldn't even get to 51. 
Again, the Democrats are doing this, in my opinion, because, yes, they, they want to talk about the historians will look back at this era and say, why didn't somebody do something? But I think it's more of a they want to be rewarded politically for it. And if they're not rewarded politically, I think the Democrats will realize, oh, this is how this is how the American people take democracy and the rule of law and these things for granted. So we need to be more like Trump. And I think they'll play ball with Trump uh, if he wins re-election. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everything I'm saying here is incorrect. They will begin to mimic and copy many of the styles and policies, and they will begin to play ball with Trump on many, many issues if he wins re-election, because it's an affirmation that politics now is followed the Trump way and Trump's vision, this sort of rebellion against this liberal order that had sort of been in power since, you know, post-World War II. Is, is now over. It's now this new kind of this post-modern, make things up, doesn't matter. Just tell the people who are in your bubble what they want to hear, make up things. It doesn't matter. Uh, but behind the scenes, you can say and do whatever you want, try to get away with it if you gain some political advantage. And here's the thing. If you do all of these things that were going behind somebody's back, trying to get an open investigation against your political rival, and people reward you for it. What do you learn from it, right? If you're Donald Trump, you run for re-election in 2020, let's say, even if you admit, yeah, I bet you with the day before he runs for re-election, he can go, yeah, I did actually say that we needed to withhold the funds to Ukraine to investigate Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. They're the corrupt ones, right? If he admits to it, I don't care, between now and the election, on any day, if he openly admits to it, ask yourself, what will that actually do to the election? In my opinion, it won't change anything. Unfortunately, you, you think it would, but it won't. It, I don't see conservatives being like, well, that's it for me. I can't believe he admitted to doing that. Uh, maybe some, but those people should have left a long, long, long time ago. Many, many years ago, they probably should have left. They probably should have opened their eyes and seen like, okay, I like some of the things, but I just can't accept this. But honestly, that, and that's a sad indictment of where we are right now. But it's essentially what I think is all the evidence is pointing towards is that it doesn't matter if he even admits to doing all of the things that Democrats accuse him of. He'll still get away with it. They believe in it is unitary executive branch and they want to give it all the power it can. When he talks about I can kill someone on Sixth Avenue, who cares? They're like, yes, he can. And you know what? He can't be indicted along, as long as he's president. There you go. That's the answer they want. So withholding aid to Ukraine? You kidding me? To investigate supposed corruption? And look, here's the thing. They're able to capture their own echo chamber, and they want that to break into the mainstream media outlets. And that's how they do it. So they, they pump up their own media outlets, uh, Fox News, other, other organs in conservative media, and hope that simple messages can be directed into the mainstream media, and then the mainstream media will disseminate that and only talk about those issues. And then Trump can suck up all of the air and the oxygen in politics, and people can only be talking about him, okay? And if that's, if that's what's happening, and if that's the reality, and the American people reward Trump after he, let's just say, uh, hypothetically saying, he admits to doing all of these things, and he's rewarded by winning re-election, then what does that say about democracy in this era? What does that say? What, 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 what would that end? Where, where would that end? 
Where will that end? My opinion, the Democrats will adopt the message. They will learn from this. They will say, oh, that, that's how you get rewarded by the American electorate to be more like Trump. Then they will start acting like Trump. They will be Trump. They will act exactly like him. Honestly, in style, they will implement different policies. I won't, I won't say that they're going to implement the same Trump policies. Policies and style are different things here. But they will act like Trump, talk like Trump, treat the American public like Trump, treat the institutions, the rule of law. They'll, they'll break it. They don't care. They're like, look, Trump did it, got rewarded for it, got reelected. Maybe Republicans gained seats in the Senate. Who knows? Can you imagine that? That's how they sold. Look, they followed this guy and they got rewarded politically for it. Can you believe it? So people don't realize... People don't realize just what's going on here and the ramifications for it uh, long term, because I can't see the Democrats after Trump. If Trump wins reelection, will will still act the way they're doing now. I just don't believe it. Um, can you imagine what would the political insiders, the political party say? Hey, we heard from multiple people admit to this sort of abuse of power, either indirectly or directly. And in John Bolton's case, directly. And guess what? The American people didn't care and still rewarded them for it. Can you imagine that? What does that say? That should be uplifting, shouldn't it? Yeah, it's not. But what happens if he gets punished? Then maybe the the Republicans will learn and say, maybe maybe we shouldn't have followed suit. Maybe we shouldn't have done all of that. Follow Trump blindly. Maybe maybe the error was following Trump. So it will be interesting because an election is essentially of should we continue this way? And really the truth, economy, how it will be in the summer. That's the key thing is how, what what's going on in the summer. Yeah, that's that's to me probably the most important thing is how will the economy how will this where will the stock market be where will the economy be and we don't know because apparently there's a virus going out there that's killing lots and lots of people all right that's collateral banter episode 52 had to do an update on the impeachment process because you know it's going on it's a uh, big news everybody's been talking about it so i feel like i had to say something about it so basically i had just one message in 20 minutes you know that's that's my style i don't go longer than that all right people take care stay out of trouble Hopefully you don't get the coronavirus, all right? That's Danny T, episode 52. Thank you for listening. Peace.